What's up, everybody? I'm Dustin Coiner from Talking Motorbikes, and we're still not live, dude. I don't understand. What the fuck? False start. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm confused. Like, I'm looking at the live stream right now. It says it's offline. Oh, wait. Is Actually, no, we are live now. There we go. That's great. I was just going to check it. Fucking wonderful. That's great. <laughs> That's super embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. So, so the reality is, uh, you know, we started like a minute and a half ago, and um, what happened was it just wasn't recording. I don't, I don't understand why. So we stopped it, and I, I double checked the settings again. We hit record, and somehow it started recording. So I like it. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna call that uh, a mulligan, I guess. Sure, sure. Redo, redo. Better the second time. All right. So, yeah, this is Talking Motorbike Show. I've got Ben Hodges on. He races in basically every club in California, and he's one of those, like, crazy BPR R1 Army guys that Bryce Prince has running around. So, what's up, Ben? Uh, it's good Again. to be here. Glad we, fi yeah, glad we finally connected. And I'd like to say that I'm the, the original BPR Army, but it's probably Fabrice. So, here we go. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I mean, um, I mean, I think the original is obviously BPR himself, right? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. He was retired, but, though. He wasn't going to race anymore, and then we got him all excited about it. So now yeah. he's back kicking all of our asses, which is super fun. <laughs> I, I saw him a little bit Saturday night at, at the parking lot at Holiday Inn up in Willows. Oh, yeah. And we, t we talked for a little bit, and I, I waxed poetic about how back in the day. Yep. You know, when we helped him with the Red Bull thing and stuff. Yep. It's pretty funny. But – um. But yeah, man, you, dude, you've been club racing for a minute, and you know you've been racing this R1 thing for a while. But when did you when did you get into motorbikes? So it's a super interesting story. My dad actually, back in the day, he had a KZ900 in 1976, and uh, he said, "Hey, if your car breaks down, you got to ride a motorcycle. So go get your license." And I, I was like 15 at the time didn't really want to do it and uh he ended up making me go and do it and i started riding the kz and just fell in love um he bought a ducati <laughs> wouldn't let me ride it finally let me ride it a little bit and i ended up crashing it uh on father's day his brand new ducati so um so from there i ended up actually uh, building a r6 from ebay crashed parts and uh borrowed some a buddy's truck and went out to willow springs i was that was 2002 actually oh, so you were good. out there okay mm -hmm. yeah i yeah. was racing a, i think i was racing a gsxr 750 back I, then yeah, I I think I yeah. remember that. So yeah, you I, all the all the old WSMC guys. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, back then. It, it was uh, I was always trying to pit with or near um, Ken Kramer and Jacob West. You know, Curtis all the Adams. guys. Yeah, none of them that raised. I mean, I was yeah, I was yeah. out with Robbie. Robbie Dowie actually took me under his wing, and and uh, I ended up uh, I raced novice, raced started to race expert. Uh, Siglin was out there. It was. Uh, yeah, really, dude. really fun. That was right when yeah. Siggy started, huh? Yep. Uh huh. Absolutely. And uh, I, I ended up. I mean, I was just uh, trying to. I ended up doing six or seven rounds when I was seven, seventeen years old. I crashed. Okay. Couldn't put my bike back together. And I was playing baseball uh, at the college level at that time. And then I had to sort of focus that way because I was going to pay for college. And and I hoped at that time it would go go further than that. But uh, but then, uh, you know, you get injured and that kind of stuff. So. Oh yeah. Tell me about it. Oh yeah. You know, it, it's funny, you know, you mentioned Robbie Dowie and, you know, like he was one of our track day staff guys. Um, up until about 2010, um, you know, 09 when the, 
when the uh, cross-plane R1 came out, you yep. know? Hell yeah. Uh, dude, we got one, and Robbie crashed the first one we had. It was like, it had like 200 miles on it, right? Freshy, brand new. Like, and it, like, yeah, like it was, it was a brand new freshy. Like, I think we had just stuck a set of Pirellis on it, and he goes out at Streets of Willow, and he has this weird moment where he's like, he just has like that lack of focus for just a second, and he's in the bowl, and he's just like, oh. Yeah. The thing yards and like it was so fucking bad that we had to like split the cases. Yeah. Like it was... <laughs> totaled. Completely yeah. totaled. Yeah. You're yeah. like, well, all right, we can't use much of this anymore. Yeah. So then the following year we basically got the the next year's version of that same bike and he fucking does it again in Streets of Willow and and yards like like it was done, dude. Like yeah. cancelled. Sorry, Robbie. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. Was he okay or yeah. no? It oh, was... dude, he was totally fine. It was just like a real, it was like a slow thing. But like, you know, sometimes the slow crashes, you know, ruin things more. Oh, they're the know? worst. Yep. Yep. I seem to not be able to kept my, keep my body or my bike together through a crash. You can ask Bryce about that one. I'm like, well, if both of them are done at this point, we're going to need a minute to get back on it. Man. Yeah. I mean, I, I did pretty well in crashes up until I turned 40. Mm. So. I was behind you during your your infamous Button Willow morning crash at AFM. I was the oh, I was right shit. I was right the, behind you when 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 you tucked the front. And I'm back like Button Willow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and came around the next time I saw you up. I'm like, well, he must be good. And then you were not good. No, I was far from good, bro. <laughs> well, at least you know, we're here when now. You're, when you're like when you're when you tell the you tell the quarry worker that. You don't want to move because you think you have a broken back. The guy's like, okay, cool. Here, give me your hand, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah you're going to all help you. It's like, I need yeah. an ambulance immediately. They're like, okay, cool. We'll get you one after the practice session's over. It's like, what? <laughs> Not, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's, it's, I've had one at Button Willow out of the, out of the S's, the last kink. And uh, I, w- yeah. I took a nap for like four minutes, and uh, so I was snoozing out there. The, the the ambulance comes up, and she's like, "Are you gonna refuse the ambulance?" I'm like, "I don't feel like I'm the person that needs to answer that question. I don't really know yeah, where dude. I am right now." Like how, like, how do they let us talk ourselves out of a ride, dude? <laughs> no, like, no, no, it's total bullshit. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I had a crash out there one time in 2006 where, like, dude, I crashed myself full tarded, like full like all the way like I, yeah. I like i lost a couple of days kind of thing right <laughs> yes and somehow somehow i i like my wife told me this like i had talked my way out of the ambulance ride by saying no man i'm good i just need a beer i'll be fine what <laughs> yeah that's that's so. a smart thing i'm gonna shotgun a beer and i'm gonna drive myself home you're like dude yeah you're broken in like 16 places <laughs> that's not okay dude your but... helmet is like your helmet is unrecognizable, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and that's what's funny is they come out. Oh, are you good? I'm like, I don't. I'm. Not, I don't feel like I'm gonna puke up my pelvis. Yeah. But all right, let me. Uh, let so, me drive home. So you got into motorbikes basically right be- right before WSMC, or like, were you during? So it or? was like two. Yeah, it was right at the beginning, and uh, I didn't last long, right? Because the the sport yeah. is pretty hard on you, and uh, so you gotta have the money to do it, and you gotta. Um, and you got to have the time and all of that stuff. So I had, I came yeah. out, went pretty fast. I mean, on an, a 99 R6, just stock kind of weird piece of crap. Um, 
I ended up, I was doing, I think, 25s or something. The the track was in good condition. I had no idea what I was doing. It was just like, well, I mean, Willow Springs teaches you almost nothing, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like more gas, that's all you need to do. And so uh, once I crashed there, I pretty much hung it up until 2015 when I was like, all right, I need to have enough money in time, and then I'll go out and try to do this. Uh, redo yeah. like a restart and yeah. uh, and give this a go that way. So I started again. I reset in fifteen. So eight years. Yeah, eight you years. had like a you had like a GSXR then, right? I did. I did. I had a. I, I started on Lenny Hale's old bike. Um, actually, no I, shit. Yeah, I started on a KTM RC8. My buddy Roger Baker talked me into uh, to buying what we call the Blue Vagina. The RC8s were <laughs> so it's so it's like. For pretty ugly Um, that was a that was a I wouldn't call it was a tough bike to go fast on um came back and then I bought uh, Lenny Hale's old uh Gixxer so the one he had uh kind of retired well I guess he bought he did a couple other bikes and so I did my novice season on that um and then I bought that. I, then I started to do the old bike thing. So I got the name Old Bike Ben by racing that 01 GSXR 1000 and, and uh, yeah, almost getting yeah, into the okay. 49s at, <laughs> at Button Willow on the old pile of shit. Um, actually, we're bringing her out of retirement and going to go race Arma. So um, that's, nice. yeah, that's in like three oh, weeks. So, so. Give, you a ra- give you the excuse to race Laguna. Absolutely. That was the only way we could. So stock 1000 at Moto America wasn't going to go there. CRA, AFM wasn't. So they all teased us last year. So Arma is going to be the way to do it on the old bike. So we're going to bring her out and see what we can give those guys. There you go. There you go. I mean, that, that sounds like a great time, man. Like, uh, I, I can't believe you had Lenny Hale's old bike, dude. Like I, you, you saying his name brings up like a memory about that dude when he first started. I'll, I'll say it. I don't give a shit. Like, it's been so long. Like who cares? But like, I, I want to say this was like, I want to say it was like 2002 or three, somewhere around there. And, um, he goes to, he goes to button willow for a track day and he's like brand new, right? Needs tires. He's all by himself. He's got like a, I, I, he's got some kind of tools, but he's got no stands or anything. Sure. So, dude, he fucking, like, he, like flipped his bike upside down like a kid, you know, with a BMX bike. Yeah, yeah, you got to work on the derailleur, right? So throw it upside down. I, I did it last week, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude. So, yeah, imagine an R6 upside down that dude changed. Yeah, that the- was, yeah. If we, when you got what you got, so you got to go for it. And let and Lenny's a, I kind of, I bought that bike and I was sort of learning a little bit through through him, which was not. Uh, he's he's a madman, and uh, I remember he had a tuner, Don Back or something like that, and uh, Don Back, I can't remember, but uh, he he came in and he basically at Thunder Hill uh, tucked the front. He saw we saw it on the data, and then ran as fast as did like a forty-seven the next lap. And uh, Don was saying, well, well, what what do you mean? What happened? What do you need? And he's like, no, I needed that because that got me to where I could actually, I, I got hyped up. And I'm like, only only you would be almost like push the front and turn eight at, at the hill and then be like, all right, now I'm alive. Now we can go. It's like, that's uh, yeah. only a few people work like that. Dude, he was... Um... He he was a guy. I want to say it was like oh four oh five. Like he went under me in practice, like the first lap of morning warm up one time, 
and I guess he didn't realize his warmers weren't on or something. Dude, he goes in there and literally tucks the front right across from my front wheel, dude. Like, I was this close to running his head over. And I was like, what the hell, dude? Who is this guy? Oh, and he was probably out in the end of the session. He's like, ah, let's go back, dust the bike off, and go do it better. So, like, but, man, he was a ripper. And he was super funny. You know, like, I I remember that last Suzuki that he had. It was like, um, he was like, man, we we built the engine thing. It's got nuts now. Yep. 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 Rhett and Yosh would do, yeah. Yeah, so that was like him, you know, like it was him and Siggy going at it basically, and um, that Ricky Bobby guy or Ricky yep, yep. Corey. Ricky Corey, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, those were so, some wild yeah, days in it. FP. At yeah. uh, I mean, it was uh, they Ricky Corey's videos uh, on YouTube sort of helped me with my lines when I was getting into. You know, you're getting into it. You watch some onboard, and he had some pretty incredible battles uh, back then, which was was fun to watch those guys go at it, and they they rode hard. Although, um, yeah, just watching Bryce and Wyatt last weekend, uh, they <laughs> their elbows out also. So, yeah. Well, I mean, Wyatt and Bryce kind of been going at it everywhere, huh? Right? I mean, oh, it's been it's been nuts. It's been a really cool. Exp- well, just being with Bryce in general and learning his um and, and kind of learning from him has been awesome. But seeing him show up, help everybody else, right? I mean, he's he's got his whole BPR team. He's supporting like eleven, twelve, fifteen bikes on like the I grid. Said- there's like 75 BPR bikes in the pits and then everyone else. Oh, like, yeah. Well, and every then, time, every yeah. time I roll through the pits, there's like three more of them. And I'm oh, like, exactly. Who, yeah. who the fuck are these guys? Yeah, you want to go fast? Get a BPR bike. Let's go. I mean, um, yeah, you sort of get the get the crew and get the uh, all that stuff and the support. But, man, it's, it's impressive watching him be able to help everyone else hop on his bike. I mean, he's doing his own everything. I'd like to say that we're helping him out, but we just get in his way, right? I mean, he's right. uh, spring change. He's helping us with spring changes and and clutches, and then doing his own stuff. Throws the bike, gets the bike. Hopefully, has the bike on the warmers for eleven and a half minutes, and then throws it off. Goes out and and just is lap record pace. You're like, dude, you. Not to mention that he that he probably worked until midnight the night before. It's just it's something. He's the epitome of an alien. So um, I just uh, am thankful to be around him and call him a buddy. But uh, I. Th- thought getting data would be something that really helped when I could look at his data and compare it to mine because we have the I have the opportunity to compare it and instead of looking at it and saying oh I can do that I look at it and be like how the fuck are you doing that yeah his throttle application just how he rides the bike is it it um, looks like uh, on the data it looks like a light switch doesn't it's like it's well it's just incredibly smooth it's like it's yeah and I'm sure our, our like when we get to look at some of the data um, on here of the attack bikes, um, it's, yeah. we don't have the electronics of, of those those bikes necessarily. We're just running YEC stuff, and and you right. watch some of that the, uh, his abilities, and you're like, oh my god! All right, I yeah. got, I need I need about 18 more years to do this, and I need about a, 18 years younger to get to that point. So um, yeah, interesting. But uh, he's been an integral part in in getting up on the podium at 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 least the club race level. So that's been awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, Bryce. You know, like I said, I've known that guy since he was like 14. Yeah. <laughs> And, man, I'm so proud of him. You know, I, I told him so last week, and I was like, dude, 
You have no idea, man. Like I've known him since he's fourteen. He's like thirty something now. So yeah. Um, but yeah, so you you came back in fifteen. You had that. Mm-hmm. You had the couple of different piles. Yep. And, oh yeah. Um, you know, I remember a couple of years ago you you switched to the R1 because we were sharing notes and you were running around like a old some old dude's let's ride suit. <laughs> yes. Yep. I was in John Nguyen's let's ride suit. Well, you know, you don't want to commit. Like it's like okay, you don't know. You're like okay, do I commit everything to this whole deal or? And I never really did. You know, I was always sort of you're tiptoeing in. You're kind of like all right, we uh, yeah. we'll, we'll get the bike we can, we'll get the gear we can. We're just gonna fall off so why get you know and uh and then uh john was awesome and and actually i i was running his suit it was a it was just holy holy and a piece of crap and and uh he gave me one of the, his other suits and then we uh actually went the fastest we've ever gone in that you know so uh so then yeah i, I got the bprr1 in 20 and really tried to give it a go so the last three years yeah. Let's like let's actually put a program together, and you realize how much it goes into it, right? I mean, I, I get yeah. to coach some people at this point, um, and one of the biggest things is now, if you want to go fast, you have to have a program. Like, what are you going to try to accomplish? It, it becomes more about your goals and less about just having fun on the motorcycle. Just so circulating. Exactly, exactly. Like, hey, let's go screw around. It's like, well, if you want to get to that level of being able to do uh, some serious lap times, at least for me, I had to understand technique, bike setup, um, okay, tire strategy, what are we going to try to accomplish, Um, even track time. I mean, uh, it's just going out to Buttonwillow and doing some semi-private days, and that stuff really, really helped with the appropriate people around you to to set you up for success, to push you and all that. It's uh, it's a lot. It's a whole deal. Uh, I'm sure some people have the ability to just get out there and go do it, Um, but it took me kind of the, the whole program to do that. Yeah, it's tough to do it by yourself. I mean, even even showing up and just having a dude, you know, put gas in your bike, change tires, like just having that is huge, you know. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the, yeah. kind of the program I'm on, trying to get a dude to do that. Like, yes. doing all that other shit. Like, I have data and stuff, and I look at it, and and it does help with setup. You know, if you see something, or you could like you could kind of see if your bike's running lean or whatever yeah. too. Sure. Um, all that shit's cool. Um, plus, it's kind of cool to look at. And it's like, oh, look, look how much. Like, uh, I, I break it down real simple terms. Like, let's try to limit the whisk gap. Like, yep. shorten the oh, whisk yeah. gap from yeah. break to No level, coasting. You know? Exactly. No coasting. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah. I realized one thing in data was that you, I always ended up trying to push where I felt good and where I felt good, I was super fast already. So you're like, I'm adding risk instead of, oh, wow, I'm actually slow in this section. And that's where I need to clean it up and not just push where I'm And that. That was an interesting thing to learn from, from data looking at that. I mean, you could be super fast through Riverside, but like if you're already pretty fast through there, like I I had that talk with Will actually, at like the beginning of the year or whatever. And um, he's like, dude, you're already fast there, man. Let, let's yeah. work on this over here. Look, at, I mean, and you could see, and I was like, okay, like I, you know, but yeah, like that's like prioritizing, right? Yep. Well, and yeah. it's interesting to see when you feel good, you're like, I can go faster. Uh, when you yeah. feel bad, you cannot go faster. So you can't it's, go anywhere. Yeah. You can't get out of your <laughs> no. own fucking way, man. Yes, exactly. That, that, exactly. You know, I mean, like, that was me round one, right? I mean, I was like, dude, what the fuck am I doing back with these guys I have no business racing with? 
Like I don't like I had my head up my ass the whole weekend. I was like I don't like I was asking myself why am I here? You know? Yeah. That was yeah. a weekend Zo- that was a weekend Zoomer punted me off the track three I, times. I watched that. I watched that. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, I was like actually yeah. no no, it was two times. It was two times. And in the writers' meeting on Sunday, I looked at him and laughed, and I was like, "Hey, man, are we gonna go for three today?" Yes, yeah. Because yeah. he did one on Friday and one on Saturday. One on Saturday during the race, they would drag race like biker boys down the street, like in the GT race. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could have gone thirds a charm, but yeah, it's, I know, it's right? yeah, and it's interesting trying to get yourself back up to pace, right? I mean, yeah, we're normal folks that don't get to ride all the time, and yeah. how do you figure that out? Right? How do you get in your mental st- space space to go do that? And I mean, I work with Ken Hill. He's he's been amazing uh, earlier in in my my short career, and it's like, how do you figure out how do we go from not riding for for a month and a half to going faster than we ever have. I mean, it's uh, it's yeah. really I- interesting mental game. You know, you say that it's like I've always wondered how Jake does that. You know, yep. like the end of the season happens in like what end of September or whatever, mm-hmm. and then we don't see him again until like n- December, right? Yeah. And it's like <clears throat> we go to the test with him in December or whatever. He gets on the bike like the third lap. He's in the forty twos. Like yep. what? Well, like, dude, yeah. like how, like how? <laughs> well, and the male, the like layman guy thinks that he rides every day, right? And he, they don't. Like he, no. he they, he, there's not. He doesn't have access to that kind of riding, and no. uh, obviously doesn't really need it as much because they show up and just go. I mean, yeah. look at Cam Bobier on Cam he Bobier. hops. He he hasn't been riding anything like that for for years, and boom, and and uh, yeah, yeah think, it's pretty I incredible. Like, I knew that dude was going to go good, man. Like, he, um, at, at the test, he, I think his, at the first test, he was already in the, like, 42s. Yeah, like, yeah. It was impressive. You know, yeah. I'm like, and, all right, yeah. dude. Like, he's not that far off, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, um, I mean, it took him a couple of days to get there at the first test, but still, like, to walk away and be only maybe a second off of Jake, like, that was at the first test. Yeah. That's saying something, right? Well, and they're yeah. developing the bike, and he's getting yeah. – I mean, there's a lot going on there. J- Jake's been on the bike for a couple of years. It was yeah. – I mean, he has sort of the baseline, and they, he came in, and Cam came in and just uh, – I mean, that shows that he's a, just a true professional, right? I mean, he knows totally. his craft. He's there totally. to go to work, and, and that's what it's like. And I always try to model – I mean, obviously, at our level, it's like how do those guys do it? How do the best in the world do it? And how can we make our little program – a, a sliver of that to try to kind of starts with a good paint job. It's uh, yeah, you yeah, yeah, exactly. Put the metal flake in it and let's go. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Custom. Yeah. Well, that's just the last couple of years, right? But I mean, I was always like the neon guy. Like, I always had high vis shit, even back twenty years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I always had some kind of gnarly paint scheme ever, you know. So this is just like building on that you know kind of ditch of the neon you guys can have it yeah yeah we'll take I'm, it i'm, we'll done, take with it. It. I'm yes. done with it you got this parkle and you got every unfortunately when when you tip over on your bike it may it hurts me just to think think about how beautiful that motorcycle was as it yeah, sends it, off it, on on uh, on the jump off a of riverside unfortunately it, it hurts me too but like in a different way yes. right 
yeah, 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 yeah. But you yeah, come like back more, for more, more, more physical. Yeah, because I'm dumb. Yeah, like, we all are. I'm just a dumb motorbike guy. Like this, this, this sport really makes no sense. No, right? no, it's, like, it's, it's 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 really totally stupid. Dumb. <laughs> it's really stupid. But, but you know, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I am who I am because yeah. of it, and. um you know, like motorcycle racing kind of teaches you a lot about yourself as a person. Like, you know, not just like, will you stab your buddy in the neck for a $7 trophy? Sure. Know? Yeah. Not, not that. But, yeah. But, but yeah. But you would. Yeah. <laughs> I totally. mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, Sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but no, right? it does. It teaches you a lot about the mental side of things. And it's interesting because, I mean, from my aviation background, um, a lot there's aviation is relatively uh, mundane most people think it's it's really a, it, there's a lot of stress but flying an airliner around or something is uh is pretty low stress until it is and one of the right. things that's really interesting is we deal with that level of focus all the time and we're like it, you're you're in a, a spot where it, it's time you have to do the right thing um and it, when i translate that over to the flying side it's the when you're in that focus, it's just, that's what I like, right? I like that, yeah. ha that you have to perform in that moment. And, and that's, what's really cool about it is we get to, we get to do that. You get to test yourself against other people, your, your preparation. It's cool. Cause there's not a lot in life that allows you to do that at this in yeah. 2023. Right. So uh, you can't yeah. go to battle anymore. It just doesn't really, it doesn't work like that. So it's cool to still have right. something that's, that's pure. That's uh that's gnarly. Yeah. And uh, it's not, safe um i mean we, oh, we mitigate the risk that we can and and you go at it and, and leave it all out there it's and, and for us it's it means you don't get you don't get anything which i love about it right it's not like okay you yeah. may win a couple bucks and a trophy or whatever but the purity right. of it is that we're not out there I, we're never getting a ride we're never i mean it's it's Look, you know, that's what's cool I, I, it's like the coolest thing about it for us it's like um it's like a camping trip Right, yeah. it's kind of like yeah. a camping trip. Yeah, right? sure. It's camping yeah, yeah. trip with your buddies. You know, some people go and ride dirt bikes or whatever. We go and race road race like, and go as fast as we know? possibly can in exactly. circles. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh -huh. yes. You know, I mean, but you know, like there's there's some people that do like bowling leagues and golf yeah. and whatever. Mm. You know, I, uh, what is it? Softball. Right? Sure. Yeah. I just I don't know. Like nothing's. I've been doing this for over twenty years, and nothing really compares. I mean, I, yeah, I still haven't got into the old the old man softball. I ended up playing baseball to a high level. Everyone's like, "Come play softball." I'm not there. I'm not old enough. I'm not there yet. I, my body won't work when when I'm finally at the point where Dude, I want to. You're but, right. Yes. We'll it's see. like I can't even like I can't even my my shoulders are so jacked. I can't even go bowling. Yes. No. Exactly. I'm 39. And my hands, I yeah. My hands probably won't fit in the ball either. No. no they're all oh. they're all permanently fingers are all permanently bent from fusions yeah. and stuff. It's like yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> right on. So so where where are you from, man? Like where are you um, located? So Central Coast of California, San Luis Obispo area. Um, oh, nice. I pretty much grew up here. Uh, my folks moved up here when I was one. Uh, grew up here, never appreciated it like everybody does from their hometown. Um, I ended up, I w was playing baseball, like I said. I got a, a, a 
scholarship to play at Fresno State, um, and and they really good baseball program. So I moved there. Um, ended up getting hurt and and kind of got the the aviation bug when I was like, shit, I got to do something fun for a living if I'm not going to play baseball. Um, <laughs> And so I just started flying. I mean, I, I went to the airport, grabbed a guy, asked him, what do I got to do to fly jets? Really? Yeah, it was crazy. I I was laying on the baseball field, uh, just stretching before playing UCLA and, uh, and there was F-16s, the fighter fighters would go over our baseball field. They had an air national guard unit there. And I left, I left practice, uh, went over to the guard unit, um, grabbed a guy, uh, who was in a flight suit. I'm like, well, he looks like he flies. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was captain Pete. And I said, Hey, you look like you need a cup of coffee. And he's like, dude, it's 6 PM. I'm like, well, how about decaf? I took him to Starbucks and I said, how do I do this? And, uh, he gave me a really cool sort of step-by-step guide of what you want to do and all of the cool things in aviation. And I started at 6 AM the next day and never looked back. I mean, I've, uh, aviation was, I was probably 21 and, um, I've done it ever since, kind of one track mind um, and done, I mean, flown for the airlines, flown air shows, uh, low, low level aerobatics, that kind of stuff, backcountry flying, kind of done all of it in this, in this side of things. And, and that's where uh, wow. I ended up at least getting back to the, and moved back to the central coast because yeah. that's where I wanted to be. So it, uh, it is a, a whirlwind to get back here, but, uh, w- but we're back here and I, I hope to stay, so. Yeah, that that area is so nice up there too, man. It's like you kind of got like the you can kind of do both, right? You can do like forest, wilderness shit, and then beach kind of, right? It's all here. It's and yeah. uh, whether you're into surf, I mean, the outdoor activities here. It's our mountain biking trails are amazing. Um, don't tell tell Bryce about that. He's he's anti mountain biking at this point. We just took him out and he really? got hurt. We just got, we, we oh, heard him dude. immediately. So, um, we, so, but yeah, our, our outdoor stuff. We got to get Bryce incredible. on the road. We got to get Bryce on the roadie. That's worse. That's worse. mouth. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, yes, no, it's uh, yeah. Um, we'll get the, yeah, I see it behind you. Exactly. And you're about, you're, you're going to ride it when there's a perfectly good jet to take you from, to bring you from San Francisco to LA, you're going to get on a bicycle and do it, which is God respect. I mean, you know, I, that's, that's where I'm at right now. I'm kind of like you were saying, like the tunnel vision or whatever, like mm-hmm. I'm kind of like focused on that. And I, you know, I've been training pretty hard, and I don't want to risk getting hurt, you know? Sure. And, you know, like it could, I could have a guy, should I say his name? Nah, I'm not going to say his name. That's, that's just like too far, you know? I always take things too far. I could have a guy shut off his gas in front of me yeah. and, you know, total my shit and yeah. ruin me. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I, don't, I, can't, I can't accept the risk for that right now because I don't want to blow the training and the fundraising I've done. So, yeah. That's that's kind of where I'm at. But yeah, like I'm I'm doing this I talk about it like fucking every show, right? But um I'm doing this fundraiser thing for the Arthritis Foundation uh first week of October. Um it's 525 miles over the course of a week and um yeah, San Francisco to LA. That's savage. And the first night, the first ride is like um the first ride goes from San Francisco to Santa Cruz. So I'm like, hmm that looks all right. Yeah. And I've been doing these. I've been doing a bunch of training rides, right? I did like 
a week ago I did like 80 miles or 80 something miles with like 6,000 feet of climbing. I looked at the cli- I looked at the sheet of every day on the ride. That's like the hardest ride I'll do. Yeah, like, it'll be cake. Easy. You weigh like 111 be- pounds now. You you lost everything. <laughs> you lost a whole human. I looked at you and I'm like, oh, oh that must be yeah. his brother. So. Yeah, I've been I've been uh I've been sub 180 for a few months now and I was uh 220ish uh at the before time, so. then. Have you yeah. been eating right? What are you, besides just Yeah, riding? yeah. Like I like I hooked up with Vanessa Jackson. She's okay. um she's kind of a local. She rides go she rides a lot at the go-kart tracks. Okay. And she's like a health coach thing and so I I got this she put me on this program. I did it for a couple months. I've been off that program since the end of March, basically. Yeah. And, Don't need um, it. I, well, no. The thing is, like, that's a major caloric deficit. Diet. Okay, got it, got it. And um, but since then, you know, I've been kind of like eating more calories because I burn like way more calories. Sure. So, like that kind of diet wasn't going to work for me for what I was my goals were, you know. So I had to like put that on pause and do this other stuff. So, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, it's but. cool though. It, it's it's cool. Kind of. What do you what are you doing for training besides mountain biking? That's pretty much. Price? Yeah. Well, yeah. Mountain biking. I mean, um, my girlfriend Allie is super into mountain biking. Uh, you've met her. Uh, sweetest girl you've ever met met in your in your life until you uh, until you see her on a mountain bike. Um, it's oh really? Just, oh god, it's hilarious. Uh, you know you you know Corey Saros, don't you? you yeah. From back from yeah, the I day. Know Corey. Craig, he yeah. used to have the, the, the lap record at uh, at Button Willow. We were all out on a ride on a on a ride at a, a trail called Rocky uh, uh, Rock Camp or rock garden and um okay he we were he hasn't really ridden with her that much and we're riding down this gnarly section of trail and there's a big drop and uh he goes around he sort of goes around the drop and she just comes sailing over the top of him and she's like sweet and unassuming and we get down to the bottom of the trailer and he's like holy shit dude i'm like yeah don't get in her way like so we do that mostly um a lot of a lot of mountain biking a little bit of uh gym stuff um but flying really doesn't work you out much so uh we do that and, th- and that's pretty much what we try to do to stay in shape it's it's hard you know it's hard to have time with work and uh and trying to ride and do all of that stuff so it's a yeah. bit of a challenge but uh but we do our best yeah i mean you know i i know from the roadie side you know putting in hours i mean yeah. it's just hours right yeah so um it is work too but it's mostly hours and yep. it's like you know I try to, during the week, it's like, you know, a couple hours a day kind of thing. And then, like, on the weekends, it could be, like, three, four, five, six hours. That's a big commitment. Yeah, dude. Like, it's, I think my max so far is, like, in a week is, like, 15 or 16 hours. That's a lot. If you can put 10 in, that's a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're doing 40, trying to do 40 miles a week. And and that's, it's trying to find the time for that. 40 miles on the mountain bike a week. That's the, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, but I mean, running, running a business, doing all that stuff. You're like, Oh my gosh, here we, here we go. So, so it's a challenge. So I was checking out your website and stuff and I knew you did the cub thing. So I kind of already knew what those were They're, like, talk about what a cub is. All I think of as a cub is like one of those planes that can basically land anywhere. That's pretty much. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, 
the Cub is is a type of airplane that uh, big tundra tires. Uh, it can fly really slow. So essentially, I mean, we can land uh, land and take off in, in super confined areas. It allows you to go to the backcountry. Um, it's it's a really cool platform that that got really. It, everyone sort of thought it was an Alaska thing, right? Bush planes in Alaska. Yeah. But yeah. Um, we have just really cool access to areas with it now. And out here, I mean, we land on the beach and the dunes and the foot hills the sierras um idaho has some incredible flying but it is uh it's a really cool side of aviation most people don't know about i mean everyone thinks of well i want to get an airplane and get somewhere fast um we want to get in an airplane and 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 go low you know so um ali and i actually flew across the country last year we go out to a, a big show in uh, in wisconsin every year and we flew a thousand miles at a, oh, under a hundred feet um with a whole for a thousand miles and uh we were chasing wow. uh, gazelle and elk and landing in spots in in wyoming like just random areas it was it's a really cool way to 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 get across the country and, and see it i mean window door open uh you'd be stress about yeah. that but well, I mean we have the window the door yeah. open and and it's it's badass I mean it's cool to go at 45,000 feet at 600 miles an hour but when you're going 100 and, well we can slow down pretty slow but um, we're going 100 miles an hour at, at 100 feet it's it's a I mean you can smell everything you can see it all it's it's warm wow. it's cold it's it's a I mean, it's a really cool experience and, and it's a, so our, our customer base is a lot of people that it's, it's a similar mindset to motorcycling. I mean, they're looking for adventure and, uh, and want to they want to really experience that side of aviation, which is which is fun. I mean, uh, I've done a lot in aviation, and the most fun I've had is is cub flying. I mean, shit, it's uh, uh, hop in and and go see where it takes you. And it's it's pretty when you're landing a spot no one's ever set foot in. I mean, you're you look around and you're like, this is a pretty bitching area. Yeah, I mean, I did see. I, I think I saw a video of you like. Uh, basically floating the tires on the on the ocean like off of malibu coast right yeah so crazy? you can yeah so there's 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 water skiing is a thing um and now we do that on tires <laughs> um and we uh so uh, you can yeah it's like barefoot skiing right you on a boat you're like oh you can actually like ski on the water well in an airplane the tires are around surface and and we'll go down and uh and water ski the airplanes which is which is pretty wild super fun and uh what we can do on the coast um off the record like nobody can hear this uh you can actually ski yeah yeah exactly Un unofficially um, unofficial all, official all the seven fans yeah i've never all the, done all the seven it seven fans there you go. There you go. I've, I've never done it, but, uh, but, but, uh, yeah, we can actually, you can surf. So the, the waves actually, there's, there's a thing that a cushion of air, um, that the wave sort of lifts up, right? It, it, it lifts the air and, um, and you can, you can surf the airplane in that air and, and, uh, it's pretty badass to, to have the, the wheels on and, uh, and, and ski the airplane, surf the airplane uh, under a big wave. It's pretty badass. How, how do you learn that? That's the thing. <laughs> you 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 think it'll work, and then uh, because we were there was no one really doing it. Um, in in like 08, 09, I mean, it wasn't, you kind, there was some people that it wasn't really a thing much. So I just sort of went down and tested the waters per se. Um, and, and like, <laughs> s 
we set you set them on a little bit and you're like this kind of feels good like and then so to take the weight from the wing and put it onto the water uh you, you use the like the you put the stick forward a little bit and you're like Oh, and then start steering the thing around with the rudder, um, and then you can start just drifting the plane on the water. And it was a it was a process to figure that out without. It's a really easy way to crash a perfectly good airplane, so you don't want to do that. Um, right. But yeah, right. but you a lot of the backcountry stuff I just learned uh, by trial and not error, I guess, because you don't want to screw it up. I mean, there's not a lot of room right. for margin um, in yeah. an airplane. So that's kind of yeah. how I learned it is, is uh, you, you practice it up at altitude when it comes to flying slow and then bring it down low and uh, don't screw up. Fly good and don't suck. Yeah, I mean, I saw, uh, I saw one of the planes on your website. I, I think the, the YouTube guy, Kalidus McFarland, has one of those. The mm-hmm. carbon fiber thing. Yeah. And, um, dude, he landed it in his little, like, you know, quarter mile or whatever oval. You can. <laughs> like, and, I mean, you I'm can. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a 50-foot takeoff land and landing if, if you're doing yeah. it right. I mean, the approach has to be a little bit clear. But um, yeah. what you can do in them is just is wild. And it's 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 really fun. And that's, uh, yeah, it's 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 cool to it's cool to take people and, and show them that side of things i mean um i know you're not that into it but if you ended up uh if you hopped in the back seat it would be an experience you would never forget in your entire life it's pretty badass well i i, I told you this off before we started recording but um the plane thing like i've never been like super big on plane flying anyway sure that's just this crazy um yeah but dude, I actually flew with Ted Rich, like, yeah. and the guy that like died, and and him and his chick like died in yeah. a plane crash, like not even six months after I flew with them, and I'm yep. like, man, so glad that I lived. Yeah, you, you know? weren't in that exactly. And um, but you know, I I flew I don't know about ten years ago with a friend of mine, Rudy Davila. Um, he's a Marine Corps guy, so he had a he had a plane at the that little strip in Fallbrook. Right? Hey, yeah, yeah. So we're we're riding, and you know, it's like a little Cesta 150. It's old as shit, right? I'm holding on because I fucking am freaking out. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, he banks the can. plane to the dude. He banks the plane to the right, and the door opened, and I'm like white as a sheet. I look at him next next to me, and I'm like, bro, the door's open. He's like, yeah, close it. I'm like, I'm not letting go, man. Like, You're gonna we spill going out the side. I can't let yes. go. Yeah, dude. How can I let go? I don't want to spill out the side. And <laughs> yes. so he, like, I was such a puss. And he reached across me and slammed the door shut. But man, it was like, whew. I was like, not down to fly after that. I was like, no, definitely wear your seatbelt. Well, an aviation does not doesn't have a lot of margin for error, right? I mean, there's right. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of things to hit up there, but the ground's pretty hard. And it's harder yeah. than low siding or even <laughs> high siding your motorcycle. So that's kind of yeah, it's it it's interesting because it's not full 
this is uh, aviation is not a full of a lot of talent, um, which is interesting. General aviation, it's a lot of guys that are just trying to go live out their dreams. And it's like, okay, you got to spend some serious time. Um, you can't just be a C group writer um, because the, you, you can't pull over. So um, it's, right. it's interesting. The, the aviation community is pretty interesting and there's a lot of accidents because of it because people don't spend the time to be proficient. Um, but yeah, if yeah, the door opens, like... don't, I, don't I, fall I stopped, out. I, I stopped watching the news, you know, a few years ago, but you know, it seemed like when I was watching the news almost every week, there was like, Oh, there's another one in Santa Monica. Oh you yeah. Know? Yeah. And that's, so. and there are, I mean, it, you like, you said, a lot of that community is old airplanes, right? I mean, there are, yeah. there are older airplanes and, and people have some issues and the maintenance should be good, but I mean, there's, there's the mechanic that got a C in his maintenance program, you know? So it's, right. uh, it, there, there is a lot of people think general aviation is as safe as airlines and it's just not, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. That, yeah. Making a mistake, doing that is no that's not happening no. That's, no. <laughs> no so you i mean so that you i mean so it's not a talent thing it's more of like a continuous knowledge thing and being able to just take all the emotion away and just go by the numbers right yeah and stay proficient i mean it's uh doing it professionally is helpful because at this point i have eleven thousand hours of flying so that ends <laughs> up it becomes just something that you do naturally you're you're a bryce prince right someone that's done it for yeah. that much time um yeah. or jake gagne or that type of thing but uh yeah. but it, it's it, there's i so think did you anyone just say, did you just say that you're the bryce prince or jake gagne of flying is that Maybe I did. I don't know. I mean, I I hope so. I've been doing it long enough, and people pay me to do it. So I guess. But it takes right that much time. I mean, it uh, and it it's 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 interesting because you. You end up, I think anyone could fly an airplane. I honestly think that it's not something that requires uh, something, some bit of, of natural talent. Some people are going to be inherently better than others, but um, I think it's something that anyone can do if they go do it. It's not, uh, there's, it, it seems something that's big, a, a huge deal, but I think that most people could go get their private pilot's licenses. It's getting good and being proficient and being comfortable in weather conditions. There's a whole, whole nother side of things between just flying around fair weather and visual conditions versus actually going, uh, you know, fly, flying the jet when, when, when you're sitting there. I mean, I've been in, I've been in the terminal, uh, or I've been in the jet where people are mad we're not leaving and there's level five thunderstorms and lightning i'm like anybody can come out here and fly this thing if they want to but i ain't taking you 175 people into imminent death and they're either oh like we're gonna be five minutes late i'm we're like oh, sorry <laughs> yeah i can't be late it's like well all right well then here here's the keys you do it so it's yeah. pretty funny that yeah. the difference right i mean you go to the airlines and you're like i want to be right on time and um and uh, it, it go in any conditions, but uh, GA is different, so it's it's a whole different ball game. Man, that's that's hilarious that you're like, here's the keys. If you think you could do it, have at it, bro. Oh, it's um, just wild. That, it's that wild wild. what you experience, right? I mean, a full full blizzard, and uh, and obviously you have to get de-iced and do all that stuff, and and uh, you, you get people literally through that kind of shit, and they're getting off the airplane, and there's not even like a Thank you. You're like, 
And, and they're they're mad. They're mad they're that mad. they were five minutes late. <laughs> yes, that grandpa's been at the airport wow. waiting for them for 16 minutes. You're like, you realize it used to take people seven months to get across the country. They would half of them would die in the, on the Oregon Trail. They'd eat them, Dude, eat their their uh, children. They, they all died. They all died of dysentery, right? Yeah, no shit. Everybody played <laughs> the Oregon, Oregon Trail. Trail. Yeah, like, oh exactly. Like, oh, we lost another one. Now it's like oh it took six hours to get 2500 miles like really sorry sorry about that but it is funny it's funny how perspective changes wow man that i I never even thought of it like that but that's awesome that's hilarious yeah i Um, mean you could take a train but this goes to show you you know the the club racers that i've had on so far dude i've had a firefighter a chef a, a bike mechanic you know, I mean, it's like you guys are like we're all doing this. Different, I'm an IT guy, yeah. right? So we're we're doing all this stuff, and somehow we're doing the same thing. Like in the leathers, we're all basically the same, you know. Well, it's crazy because everybody comes from – yeah, yeah. everyone comes from different walks of life and gets to the – it's cool. It's cool that the, the story is different when everyone's doing it for a different reason. Everyone's kind of – but we're all yeah. there, and, and uh, it yeah. is. It's really it, – it's, it's interesting chatting with guys about what is their motivation to come – do this you know it's uh yeah. spend the money the time put it on the line risk it and to go fast and uh it's 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 a cool bond that you we that you grow with your with your friends and it's yeah. sort of it is it's really cool to, to go through that and and uh and, and yeah, yeah it, get... one, one of your quasi teammates matty testa sent me a picture of his leathers that he just you know he's got He's got the red and white version of BP Army. Oh yeah, he's a satellite team. He, he, there you go. Yeah, yeah. you got a couple of satellite BPRs too, like Ty Bankford with his hot pink and silver. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, like he's got the leathers that are red and white, look all legit, factory, and then the bike looks all factory. And I guess he's got pretty healthy engine in that thing too. So. Well, and he's yeah, working at building cool. that bike. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I yeah. mean, that's his jam, right? He's 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 building a badass motorcycle and and going through and and he loves that side of it. He loves the the electronics the tuning, side, the yeah. technical side, and he's super good at that. And that's what's cool about having the whole crew. You know, I mean, Dude, we, we all bring me. something to the table. I mean, what you guys are using the AIM stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Or you guys do I I two M because like uh, Maddie AIM. and I are on I. Yeah, we're on I two M. So correct. Yeah, we bounce each other. Mostly, he bounces things to me. Yeah, I'll admit that. <laughs> yeah. like initially it was bouncing back and forth, but now he's like, he's just taking the time to go there. Where I kind of realized that I didn't have that kind of time to dedicate sure. to it. You know, I just get in there, take a look, and that's it. But Maddie gets in there and like totally um, breaks everything down and. You know, he's addressed some stuff to help me and uh, with suspension and stuff from things that he's seen on the data. Oh, it's incredible. And, and having yeah. that group, right, him be able to dive in and offer his perspective and and just everyone that offers a kind of a different, yeah. uh, just a different perspective, you end up, you end up all growing as a, I don't think we could, any of us could go uh, normals, right, as non-aliens uh, yeah. are going as fast as we are because of the whole team environment, the support, the motivation, right. the knowledge. Um, yeah. That's what it all comes down to, really. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. do this if I showed up 
up by myself and yeah. and left. I I don't think I could continue to do it for eight. I'm at eight years right of of doing it. I mean, a lot of people are in and out in a year, two years. They they yeah, get out of novice always, and they're done. We, we say we say like the rate of attrition is typically three years. One year is track day dude. One year is amateur. One year is expert, and then they're yeah. out. And sometimes yeah. they don't make it through the expert year all the way. Well, experts sad. I mean, I remember being yeah. a sad expert and going faster than I ever it had and be. being 11th. I mean, you're yeah. like, wow, I just won everything or was was fighting for wins and winning championships as a yeah. novice. That feels really good. And then you're like, yeah. ah, I'm slow. Like, I'm not yeah. fast, actually. And, and that process, again, it, it can be demoralizing and you really yeah. got to put the time in to get it done. Yeah, like you said, you know, I mean, I remember early on racing um, – racing at Willow and I thought the coolest thing ever was finishing fourth behind like, you know, Anthony Gobert and, and oh, yeah. like Jamie Hacking and Tommy Hayden, you know, like I'll be in a race. I finished fourth. I'm like, shit, I'm the only club racer that, you know, and then there's these guys. So, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, and that's the cool thing about it. Right. I mean, when you're, when, yeah. yeah, Wyatt Ferris is in front of you, Bryce Prince is in front of you, everyone around you is sort of doing it, trying to, I mean, trying to do it for a living or getting that kind of thing. Right. It's like, Oh, all right. This is a, this we're we, you're doing something right. You know, uh, right. At, at that point, which is pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool experience. So, so what's your, what's your best moment in club racing so far? Oh gosh, there's been so many. I mean, like, um, was it a certain battle, or you know, I, I there's been a few. I mean, podiuming and FP with Bryce has been huge. Every time, I mean, I've done it a few times, and that's kind of what I never thought I would be able to do as sort of a novice guy. We'd watch FP, and it'd be like Formula Pacific at AFM, yeah. and, or and even at CRA with the Gold Cup. Those types of things, the premier class being on the podium is it was was always is, is huge i mean and it kind of yeah. brings it all the into perspective and all those times have been huge um for me and then uh, another one would be uh the actually the old bike the the 01 gsxr 1000 i ended up uh setting track records and going really fast on that bike was just something that was a cool really really cool accomplishment of of getting to that point and being like wow we're we're on an oh we're, our bike is 20 years old this and old as shit and it's, it's crazy faster than you. <laughs> well it's interesting i mean we called it the sad maker because it when you break it down you're just go stop turn go stop turn that's all we're doing and so um and the electronics is right here yeah right? It, it is it, and so it was it's <laughs> it was a cool way to really, that really helped me learn how to go fast was, um, on that, that bike and, and sort of do it on that, that equipment. Um, I don't think I'd be where I was at if I didn't really give that one a shot. And I'm really, we're really excited to, to have a BPR build on it and, and go to Arma and, uh, and, and see what we can do. So I think that, yeah, I mean, fun. I saw, I saw what he did, to the other Jixer that, uh, you know, our other buddy had, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he does good work, man. He he seems to, like I'm an attack guy. I'm always going to be an attack guy. But I tell you what, Bryce is doing some good work over there. It's super respectful. Oh, it's cool. It's it's he's built a really awesome shop. I, I mean, he's built a, a reputable. I mean, they they he now owns uh, owns a dealership. Uh, yeah. Kern County Motorsports was Valley Cycles and. It's just uh, the the guy is incredible, and and to be able to have that support for parts and for the race shop, and it, it's it's really cool to see 
a dealership now that actually knows something, right? I mean, uh, you we've well, all bought dealer, cars well, and trucks. Or and how, about a dealer, how about a dealership that actually is wants to be a participant in the sport? Yep. You know, a lot of a lot of dealerships, at least in Southern California, NorCal, there's a few, right? There's yeah. like that PCP guy or mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. So there's a, a couple of dealerships of Northern California that are like super into racing. But down here, it's pretty – they're like – uh no go yeah. fuck yourself basically yeah. right mm-hmm. and then bryce's shop's totally 180 from that and he's making a success of it making a go of it uh, it's it's way cool it's cool to see yeah. that and it used i think it used to be that way more and now it, it for hopefully that's the trend is have some knowledgeable people i mean how do you get more our our sport needs to grow and so how how do you get more people into it you start them at that level and you have support and and you do that i mean uh bryce is a perfect example of 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 building that from the ground up so um yeah. super impressive not to mention that he he is he goes as fast as he goes which is just yeah. insane to me so he does yeah, it all it is yeah that's cool man so um so you've you've got the old you got old bessie in the garage right you got oh, the yeah. r1 what 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 else do you have in the garage there so at this point, um, most, I mean, we, I got a couple dirt bikes in the garage. Um, the, the, we have some, we actually have a, a fun garage. Uh, I, we built an, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the King of the Hammers, um, or not out in Johnson Valley. I built a, mm-hmm. a, a car, a King of the Hammers ultra four car from scratch. So that's in the garage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We d- b- just built it from nothing. And, and, uh, it, that's been a, that was a really cool experience. I mean, I love to challenge myself on that stuff so we we that was a that was a really fun build took a long time to do um actually have a 67 corvette that we uh restored from nothing that's um that was a that was that was fun got uh, a couple dirt bikes couple mountain bikes we actually have some cat equipment so we have a skid steer and a and a mini excavator so we wow. have, we, we have the full gamut of you things you're gonna build like a dirt track in your backyard or something hey if you need it we got it i mean uh besides and then the hangar got even more stuff so we got a few airplanes in the hangar and and all that okay. so it's uh it's we're, we're busy with maintenance i can tell you that nice nice yeah. that sounds like a good time man so uh on on the on the series that you race uh, like mm-hmm. each each race club that you race in kind of has a different way of doing things um and you know they go to different tracks and stuff so number one like uh, of the tracks that you race with with the with these three different clubs which track so far is your fave? And then also the next thing is like, you know, of the orgs that you race with, are is do you have one that's like your jam and then the rest of them you just do cut just because you want to go racing? Or is sure. it, do you just like them all in a different way or – you know, so the, which one the do you ra- like the best? Yeah, so the racetracks, I think, I mean, Button Willow is close to us. So um, yeah. a lot of people don't like Button Willow. I just, I love Fucking it. I love Button Willow. I love it. Yeah. Um, it's challenging. Uh, it has a lot. I mean, it has everything. It's technical. It's not, um, it's fast. It's slow. It kind of, it. it's a really challenging track. I remember going there for the first time and being like, whoa, this is, there's a lot going on. Um, I like, so I, so Button Willow is kind of home track advantage for us. So I, I, I enjoy that. 
that. Um, trying Podium yeah. Club and, and doing CVMA down at uh, at, at Chuck Walla. The, everything's fun. I mean, all the, all the yeah. stuff is is new, exciting, and fun. And um, and in regards to the clubs, I came up racing AFM, and so I really was that. That's the the club that I started with. My buddy Roger Baker, um, who got me into motorcycling. Really, he ended up help, helping me get the the. Uh, in, in do the AFM thing. And, um, they, so I ended up starting to race for, with AFM. I think everyone's, everyone's good for different reasons. I mean, AFM runs a pretty tight ship. Um, so they're, that's, uh, it's, they're sort of cater to that kind of, well, uh, really They've tight... been around for like 60 years or something, they, right? They know what they're doing. Yep. Yep. And then, uh, CRA is pretty awesome. It's a, it's, it's a, their CRA has been super open. I mean, Gigi and those guys have been just open to every everyone and, and asking questions and sort of the right. open book of how can we do this? How, what works for you guys? I mean, even down to the thing of like our schedule, we're like, we can't do a podium celebration right now, but, and they're like, great, we'll, we'll switch it up. So that it's just been great. CRA has been really super fun to help, everyone helps each other create a better program. So you're not kind of yeah. like, you're not stuck in it. You're not going, oh, this is just yeah. the way it is. They're like, well, let's, let's make it the best we can. Um, which has been, been really fun. Um, and then CVMA, I just raced this, this winter with, and, and they, they were great. I mean, it was a, a good, good program. Uh, you're out in the, in, in the middle of nowhere at, uh, at Chuckwalla. Yeah. So, um, try not to fall yeah, off. Like a so. ca captive audience down there right like once yes. you're in you can't leave right no um, and yeah no. yeah you definitely don't want to get hurt out there i mean you know that's the one thing that it's like you know they've got a situation out there where it's like you know it's not it's not normal you know so you kind of gotta you they've got like a they've got a guy that's super good like josh yeah. and his wife are great um and they're certainly capable but i think they're I don't know the specifics on this because, like, I'm not, I'm not uh, into the code or whatever. But sure. I think there's some kind of there's some kind of something where, like, it it kind of ties Josh and his wife's hands behind their back a little bit, and so with regards to how far of care they're allowed to provide, and um, you know, it's like waiting for nine one one at that point, right? But yep. when you wait for nine one one at that point, man, it could be a minute. So. Yeah, and that was one thing. The track's awesome. The people were awesome. That I mean, you don't know till you know, and you're like, we're hopefully nothing happens, right? But uh, that's one yeah. thing. I had a really big crash down there, and was like, okay, well, I, I mean, you, you only get so much, which is something you got to take into consideration when you do it. So yeah. that's, I mean, it's yeah. all part of the game, and you're an hour well, away from anything. I mean, so. like like Thunder Hill, right? They have a helicopter sitting there. Like, yep. like yeah. you break your collarbone, guess what? You're flying a Chico in a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You get a like helicopter ride, hopefully, yeah, hopefully the door yeah. doesn't come off. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, it's, it's, it's fun, you know, I, because of the Chuffwalla thing, I had, um, I had that reach or whatever, Yeah. and, um, but there was a bunch of people that I, you know, like, regular track day people that are NorCal, you know, they're hella up there, Yeah. to say, hella, because mm -hmm. it's NorCal. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, they were like, hey, do you have Inlow? And I'm like, what the fuck's Inlow? And they're like, oh, 
it's a helicopter insurance. I'm like, oh, I have reach. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you have reach, and that's cool. And you might get a reach helicopter, but you need Enlo to cover the Enlo helicopter. I'm like, what? So Yeah, yeah. Gotta, gotta the 30 into... different helicopter. I mean, I've signed up for every single one, and I'm just like, send it and get me, give me a helicopter ride, and yeah. we're all good. Like, just, I'm, I'm good. Take me on the chopper. And they're pretty cheap. They're like 80 bucks a year. For your whole your whole household, yeah, your, your whole dog, household. everybody, yeah. right? Everybody, everybody gets a helicopter. Yeah. Like, no, nah, I don't want to go yeah. with him. Get me a different one. So, yeah, I mean, it yeah. is pretty cheap. Just people don't necessarily know about it. And then yeah. it's sixty thousand bucks if you need one. So, um, mm. yeah, I'd rather do a helicopter ride in Hawaii for one hundred and fifty. So, that all of that. I'd rather yeah. like not do a helicopter ride at all. Not. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you're scared of flying. Right. We're going to get you up in an airplane and we're we're going to actually put the door and the window open on purpose and uh, just uh, buckle uh, your seatbelt. Uh, I won't spill you out. That's great. That's yep. that's great. Yeah, and I'll yes. get you on a ro- I'll get you on a century ride with me. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do a century ride with you. A challenge accepted. Fair enough. Yes. Yeah, d- done and done. Yes. Check mark. Um, so, what what's your future goal with this? with the racing thing are you do you have like a target that you want to reach or do you have like a do you want to race formula 40 or you know would love to race formula 40 um want to keep kind of i mean just progress keep progressing um and and accepting the challenges that are in front of you and so the mental side is obviously it is hard and uh we fell off a couple times this year which um which kind of sets you back i I got to see one of them oh gosh Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, exactly. So we, you and a teammate kind of, Oh yeah. We, we decided to do it as a team. I don't know. At podium club, somehow I found myself going pretty good. I was like, shit in that race. I was right there with you guys. I was like, shit, how the fuck am I doing this? And then you guys went off and I'm like, you know what? (laughs) Dude. Y'all have some wadded up bikes over there for sure. Well, I, well Bryce, we did, the great thing was it didn't matter. I, it was we so we changed the paint scheme on the motorcycles yeah. because it didn't matter because everyone crashed. So we went from our silver yeah. to blue, and it was a perfect yeah. time to switch it up because one hundred percent of us i mean bryce everybody did so um podium club had a lot of grip and it was great until it didn't and then now you were doing something now now you were ejecto cedo and dion ran into the back of my bike because i left it right on the track for him so that was yeah dude i but it it was cool because it knocked it out of the way for me to open it up thanks thank you bro thanks guys yeah Yeah, i mean i just like I kind of went through the cloud, you know, days of thunder, you know, yes. that kind yeah. of shit comes. Just to keep mind. it pinned, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and man, it you know, y'all were out there for a little bit, so mm-hmm. I was like, man, it was weird, you know, red yeah. flag, right? Red yeah, flag red flag. We they they waited a little bit long for the red flag. I mean, our bikes, I think, were still on the track for your guys' second lap. So yeah, um, I was like, oh, this could be. And and Dion was looking white as a ghost. I'm like, this he he needs some some assistance at this point. He broke his collarbone yeah. in three Dude, spots and a rib. Dion, Dion, Dion's a good kid, but man, yeah. I think he's he's kind of. He's kind of Mr. Glass, isn't he? Like, boy, start drinking some milk or something. Damn. He's a savage. It's crazy. I mean, he, he is. He, he's a savage. He, he always was has yeah. been. He he got a, he got a podium on in FP at, with like, I mean, it, he's just sort of takes his licking and and it doesn't. I mean, I'm sure it affects him, uh, but it just doesn't yeah. seem like it. You know, he's like, all right, I'm back. Let's go. Let's let's get after it. And uh, uh, he's like, yeah, I figured. 
I saw his race report and I was like, damn, dude, you know. But um, yeah, he, he's he's quick, man. You yeah. know, he's a good he's a good dude. I mean, I. I don't, it's, he was planning on doing national stuff, right? Yeah, he... I mean, I think he would love to get a ride and and go be able to do that. That, and I, I think that would that's yeah. that seems like his goal. And um, and I mean, he has a mega talent and all that stuff. So it's good to have him uh, get, keeping it for the six hundred guys and 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 racing and beating thousands. I mean, he's doing really well, dude. Yeah, I mean, every time I see that dude, he he's super nice with uh, to talk with and. Um, you know, when we did the Laguna thing last year, he was up at the course through watching. He came down and was like, hey, man, I was watching. You need to try this, this, and that different. I'm like, okay, fucking rad. And I went yeah. quicker and yeah. easier. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you, you ride with a little bit of drama right here in this one yeah. little spot. But you're ripping every, you know. So it was pretty cool to have him give me a little something and yeah. it just helped. It, it Always helped looking at it through that, that lens. So that's, that's pretty awesome to, to get that perspective. So then the last thing is, you know, you mentioned a little bit earlier, you've been doing some coaching. So walk me through some of that stuff. Are, are you like doing one-on-one stuff or is it like part of the Bryce's deal or like, you know, what, what are you teaching people? I just did a little bit. So, um, it's hard timing wise, you know, it's, and, and so yeah. we just trying to get enough time to do that. Um, coach with champ school for a, a couple of just uh, like, just filled in a little bit for them. Um, did some one-on-one coaching actually, um, Jason Rodriguez, who's a part of the team and he's hauling yep. ass now. Uh, he was actually, uh, the fir- first student. Um, so he, we helped him kind of get on the program, right. And, and learn, learn some of the tech techniques and and uh and all i've really been doing is taking what i've implemented from from bryce and from ken hill and 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 just i mean watching i mean i it's uh i was just talking to a buddy today about about like okay how do we get up to speed and and i mean and and because how do we push our brake markers a little bit and i i was kind of cluing him on to sort of i focus on my off brake marker and then move my on brake marker up and and all kinds of just small techniques that you you watch i mean i i even watch moto gp free practice one i mean i think you can yeah. learn i've learned some of the best things that i've learned from from watching um motorcycle racing from like the first practice that those guys go out in and how they start to go build their pace and that's uh so i mean that's i just want to share with as much as i can with people to help them go faster go ride safer um fall off less add less risk i mean you can see See, uh, you you've seen it with with uh, with the track day company. I mean, there's guys that are going uh, 15 seconds uh, slower that are riding with with seven times lot, the risk. A lot of risk. It, yeah, it a lot like of a, risk. I call it. Uh, the, they look like a firefighter because every yep. corner they're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Oh yeah, so, and just they yeah. and it's if we if again it's a lot of guys get discouraged from falling off and we lose we lose the the momentum of the sport if uh, if guys are stopping doing it because they're they're yeah. just they have the wrong technique. But I think there's been a lot more of a transition to let's let's talk about technique rather than yeah. let's just pin it and steer and less less break more gas and starting to actually talk about that stuff has been, I, mean, I think there is, was, there was, yeah. you're, you're right. I mean, there was an era not that long ago where it seemed like groups of riders would come to the track day and it was like throwing their shit on the ground. It was like a badge of honor. They could brag about online. And I'm like, yeah. 
yeah, it's kind of dumb, but yeah. you know that. You know, they're like, oh, he's not trying that hard. He's didn't yeah. even crash. Yeah. Right? Well, and there's one thing about so. pushing your limit and and falling off versus just riding incorrectly and not not right. not doing it right and then falling off. I mean, there's yeah, you're yeah. you're you're, tw- you're 25 feet away from the apex and somehow you're dragging your elbow and you tuck yep. the front track trying to drag your elbow. I mean, yeah, we had a guy like I'm not going to mention this guy. I don't even remember his real name, but like there was a guy that had. Remember when the the 2015 R1 came out? There's the R1M. Yeah, we had a guy at Chuckwalla with like the R1M that had number forty six on it, right? Oh yeah, yeah, he's fast. And it was like, man, what a cool bike! And the dude, the dude actually was pretty, pretty good rider overall. But he crashed the thing, he stacks the thing, right? Sure. And I'm like, I asked him what happened, and he started the conversation. Well, well, I was going through turn four, dragging my elbow, and I'm like, never, never mind, bro. Stop there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, they were. It was like counter. They were Chuck Walla counterclockwise, and he was um, trying to drag his elbow through turn four. Who does that, dude? Yeah. Like, like nobody. Like the probably the number one plate guys. You know, you don't see Michael. Well, Michael Gilbert doesn't even hang off hardly. No. But, no, and he hauls know, ass. Yeah. <laughs> he but, goes really like, fast. Corey, Corey Alexander hangs it out there. I don't think he he and he, that dude drags elbow everywhere. I guarantee. Well, he's like he fourteen he feet tall. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's <laughs> that, and his arms are like seventy-five feet long, right? Yes, exactly. Gumby. Yeah. 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 Gumby. But he exactly. doesn't even do that. Yeah, he is. He's like Gumby. Yeah. I like the he, tall guys because like, we are no, them, dude. right? We're the we're right. the big normal size guys. Uh, husky. Yes, yeah, husky. husky. Yeah. Yeah, all the respect not for so, Tony. Not so much for, anymore, but no, yeah. you're skinny. You do, you don't even count anymore. But like the Tony and the PJ Jacob, those guys, I'm like, ah, man, you guys are yeah. small and and badass. But I'm Bobby just Fong big. too. Bobby Fong's oh, a midget yeah. too, right? Well, I well, we've always thought we've always watched them ride motorcycles, and then you yeah. look at a picture of yourself, and you're like, I look like a monkey humping a football. This is ridiculous, oh, dude. You know, so. I I actually had the opportunity to ride the superbike. Uh, a year a year or so ago and um man i i think i told you i was like yeah i felt i felt like a giant fat slug on this thing because the thing ate up ground so fast that i was late to everything and then all the like all my markers were early for that thing and the brakes i was like dude i don't even know what am i doing on this what am i doing yeah yes and i was like dude I actually like I was joking with Maddie afterwards and I was like, dude, I went faster at Buttonwell on a stock bike than I went on the Richard Super well, bike. Yeah, well the, if you threw well, it down also, the road, he would be also, you, you would be dead. I was also very scared of Richard's <laughs> Yes. Yes. I don't even know him when I am. I'm like, ooh, okay. Like, all right, we're you really know. good friends and I'm yes. I know he would murder me. Like that's, oh, yeah. that's like a thing. So yes. Yes. um but, but yeah, I mean, I've you, heard the some of those bikes. I, I remember there was a motorcyclist guy that rode Johnny Ray's. Um, yeah. And when they were able to cut a cylinder and do all kinds of cool stuff, I don't know if they can. I don't know the rules at this point. But uh, he talked about it being one of the easiest bikes that he's ever ridden. But, yeah, I mean, it was fast was probably, as hell. That but, guy was probably a bitch, though. Like, he probably didn't even know how to ride. Probably. Period. Yeah, you're probably right. right. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, these things, it's like, all the electronic shit, it makes the bike easier to ride. The brakes sure. work better. Everything works better. And the bike wakes way more power, right? Yeah. So, you know, for somebody, I I think Pridmore was saying it too. Like, he rode the bike that day. And he's like, dude, this thing is so good. But, like, to get it to do stuff, you got to ride 
hard on the edge like yeah. so the physicality of it is higher than the older stuff sure yeah, that makes total sense that you have to actually put some energy into the motorcycle to make it work yeah. it's designed it's designed for that pace right i mean right. um and that's it and watching yeah. them do 40.8s and 41s out at Buttonwillow. And honestly, the most impressive thing I think I've ever seen was when they went, then when they all did 45s on Q5 tires. That was one of the most impressive things. Yes, I was there. I was out there and going, oh, what? That is unbelievable that they're doing total dry conditions and they were doing 45s and and, uh, watching how much uh, English they put in. I mean, those bikes were moving. um, And they they were. they were painting stripes on the track everywhere. Yes, like that's the whole time. Much. And, yeah. uh, you know, I talked to Jake and Cam both, and they were like, yeah, I think we could have gone a little bit quicker, but eh, we didn't know how much quicker. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's just yeah. to do that kind of that kind of pace on a on a, I mean, that, a, essentially a street a street style tire, tire track day tire, tire, whatever. I mean, holy shit! So yeah, that's um, crazy. I mean, anybody that says that the the street tire stuff's not good enough for the track is lying. I mean, even this. I mean, honestly, even the crap that the tires the bikes come with isn't too, too is, super yeah, bad. You know, it's pretty legit. I mean, yeah. we. We had uh, we were at the end of the season and we uh, we had a rain event. We didn't have the tire guy didn't have any rain tires and I was like, oh, I've got a stack of OEMs in the garage. I grabbed a set of OEMs we threw on and I was like, I was going pretty good at Buttonwillow on OEM tires. It pouring rain. Yeah, but it's well, like, you know you still got you still got a hundred points of grip, yep. right? So yeah, you just got to ride. It's a smaller window, but you still yeah. got the window. Just yeah. use them how you need to use them, and and that, there you go, utilizing the correct technique. That I mean, um, you know yeah. the deal, you know the game. So I'm an instructor there too, man. Yeah. So yeah, the Yamaha school. Yep. So yeah, it's it's fun. It's a good time. Well, Ben, you know what, man, this is a fun chat, dude. Uh, Heck yeah. Getting to know you a little bit more. You know, I didn't know you were all this pilot, dude. And and now that I'm talking to you and you have the radio on, I'm like. Did you steal that out of a plane or something? Like, I wish I wish and we would use this. <laughs> you totally on the no shit like you totally have pilot voice. Oh, there right. we go. All right, we'll so, take it. Anyway. We better. Yeah, exactly. And buckle yeah, up. It's, it's like, gonna yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, right on, man. Well, so when's your next race at Arma? Yep, we're racing Arma okay. the 14th, 15th, or 15th, 16th, um, and then back to, I mean, I, I only think there's a couple more rounds of club racing this season, and okay. that's pretty much, uh, that's the that's the game plan. Are you going to, I know a bunch of people are staying for the Monday, Tuesday there, like, I think Monday after Arma is that Aprilia day, and then Tuesday is track days. Oh, yeah. So, um, are you, are you, are you going to be one of the weirdos that stays just stays from thursday friday saturday sunday monday tuesday uh yeah. yet to be determined we'll see we'll see I mean, I don't know. we'll chat after the show yeah i mean i'm sure you could just fly home yes exactly yeah leave the leave the trailer there zip home and be back so that might be the game right plan. there you go man all right dude well it's a good chat yeah yeah great I'll chat see, thanks for I having guess, me on the show uh, I'll try and if I can catch up with you, at Arma. Maybe I'll see you at Arma. That would be perfect. There, maybe. I like right, it. Buddy. Sounds Thanks good. For the chat. Of course. Have a good one. Yeah, bud. See ya. So, what do you think, man? So that was good recording. I think.